Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey Sheets for the Honor Osborne and this is Inside Exec. This week we're going to talk about getting out of a rut. First question I want to ask is, well, how do you know you're in a rut? And what made you think you're in a rut? These things would lead you to solutions. Am I in a rut because I'm following the same routine? Am I in a rut because I just repeat the same social activities, I go to work, I see the same people. Is that what the rut is for some people? Might be. I think what we're talking about is doing the same thing, getting the same result, but expecting a different result. Okay. And so in some instances you will hear that referred to as madness because you can't do the same thing and and expect a different result. So are we looking at changing what we're doing so that we get a different result? Are we recognising that what we're doing is not working and that we need to make some sort of a change and how do we make the change? Because none of us like to change, none of us embrace change particularly, if we're under smiling because there are some people, I guess, you know, there's that 5% of the population <laughs> like her around the world who do embrace change. But for the most part, we, we don't seek it necessarily unless we can see that there's some extraordinary value in that change. And that generally is more at a personal level or perhaps a change of jobs rather than just the actual physical activity of what you're doing within a job itself. Let's talk about it in terms of making a change and then embracing that change regardless of what it means and why we might, why we might need to actually make a change, how we recognise why we might need to make a change, whether we, we talked in another podcast about job satisfaction And perhaps as a result of the things that we suggested to you there, you've decided and you've looked at at, uh, a little bit of history of your your work and you can see that there is something in it that is contributing to you not feeling satisfied with the work that you're doing or the way you're doing your work. And so perhaps now your reaction to that is that you feel like you're stuck and you're stuck in, in doing the same thing and perhaps you need to make a change but you don't really know where to start to make that change or where to look to make the change or what it is particularly that you need to change. There's some literature on whether you change your mind first and then your habits or you change your habits first, then that will change your mind. Well, we're all different, so you've got to find what works for you. But for me, I would have thought the first thing, I would do I know what I want? And sometimes that sounds like simple, but it's not. You don't know. I just don't like what I'm doing. I don't like the results I'm getting, but I'm not really sure what I want. That is one possibility. It's easier if you know what you want, because then you will find ways around it uh, to get there. But if you then trying to get there, you have to go through change. And for some people, that, that is a horrible step. And then you'll have to find strategies what will work for you. So, for example, I know lots of people that feel even if they make incremental small changes, for example, I go to work on the bus but I'm able to go to work by ferry or train, I will do that. That initially makes me I may be uncomfortable, it might take longer, it might be shorter, and I might find good or bad in it. If it's shorter, so I haven't got time to unwind, it's longer, I'm bored. <laughs> and, and so then you've got to find out, okay, so do you really want to make a change and what you're trying to get out of it? Are you trying to find more interesting way to get to work? 
Are you trying to meet different people going to work? Are you trying to just shorten or lengthen the trip? Another one would be, I just like doing it because I like constant change. I want to go on a ferry one day, bus or train the next day, and that might make me satisfied in that sense. Without going into too much psychology, it is about the, the character types that you are. Your way of being comfortable with life might be uncertainty. So we look at those sorts of people who, who don't want to follow the same path, who don't want a map laid out for them, who enjoy gambling. They are the people who embrace uncertainty. You might be one of those people and you might be in a job or in a routine that doesn't give you any uncertainty. And so rather than go and look for uncertainty in things that perhaps would be a little bit less safe than your work, you, you look at recognising that first of all, that you do like a little bit of uncertainty and then finding something that will give you an uncertainty. So often that can be a competition. You're not certain that you're going to win. So put yourself out. Be Go competitive in something where there's that uncertainty element within it. For others, it might be that their characteristic that they are most comfortable with is love and connection. And so the connection that they get by being at work and doing the same thing all of the time is what makes them feel comfortable, but not to the point where they don't want to change it, that they don't feel it. it's not fulfilling completely. There's those sorts of considerations as well. The issue about looking for change and embracing change and recognising that you need to change is one that we've covered in lots of, of the other podcasts. And so if you're concerned about that area and about how you approach it, then I recommend that you have a look under the subject headings and see if there's some of the other podcasts that might help you along that path. And that's a process that you can do with anything. It doesn't have to just be our podcast. It could be looking for some videos about change, about changing habits, about changing yeah. routine, and just just drink in all of the information that you can until you find something that resonates with you that will help you move along the path. But you've got to have the path first of all. So that saying of being in a rut would indicate that this is a furrow on the path of life. And so you've, for some, some reason, you've slipped off the path that you are following and you've fallen into this furrow that's beside the path. What you need to do is reassess, I think, where you're heading, what you're doing, why you're going there. And again, we've talked about in lots of the other podcasts why you're doing the things that you do and making sure that you're honest with yourself about those reasons and thinking about if there are any other ways that you could get to those goals, do those things without being on the path that you're on. So this being honest with yourself and saying, I'm in a rut, but a lot of time, is it because I'm putting obstacle in my own way rather than finding ways around it? An example, depends on what stage of life. You might have a young family and limited income. You're both working, so you're tired, etc. So what happens, you find that you all you do is you go to work, you come home, you eat and sleep, and the biggest outing is shopping because you have to. I guess by doing that, and because then you say, well, I don't have any money to go out, don't have any money to get a babysitter, etc., etc., then maybe is this when you've got to, you keep doing that, you're going to keep getting the same result, and that's going to mm -hmm. make you feel you're in a rut, why won't you look at what can I do that doesn't cost me money? 
can I, whatever I'm going to eat, can I go and sit by the beachside and eat it out there? Can we go for a walk in the park? Can I meet friends and not having to go out, but just meet them on neutral grounds? Can I do the shopping somewhere else? Yes. You know, just go somewhere yes. else. Go some, yeah, different shopping centre, just for a change of environment and atmosphere. Yeah. We so, have a, a family tradition that each Christmas, the Monday before Christmas, we go to a shopping centre that we've never been to before and we do all our Christmas shopping in the one place on the one time. And I've done that since I was about 10 years old. So oh, it's well. a long time now yeah. that I've been doing it. But I find that that's eventually it becomes something that you look forward to. You know, in the routine that it happens all the rest of the year, that's something that is a, a special day. Now these days I don't actually do all of the shopping on that day because a lot of it I'll do online or I'll do and have done before the end of September, which I've talked about previously as well, because that's just my organised mind needs to have everything in place before December comes along. But still that process of going out on that Monday before Christmas, even if it's Christmas Eve, and going somewhere that we have never been before. There's plenty of shopping centres around that I've not been to. You know, it doesn't have to be a big multiplex. It can just be a little local strip shopping area. But to decide, you know, it becomes an activity of deciding where we're going to go. Yes. And these days being able to have a look at uh, go into Google Earth and have a bit of a look at the shopping centre and look at what it's like and, and mm. get a feel for the place, working out the travel arrangements, whether we'll use public transport or drive there, what the parking's like, you know, what time we'll have to leave, what time we can stay, what other things we might be able to do in the area, what we'll see along the way. And it becomes a whole activity of its own accord and it's and the purpose of it which was this, the Christmas shopping originally has been lessened by the activity itself and the fact that it that although it's a regular activity it takes us out of the routine that is the rest of the days for us in December. So that's turning in as something into oh my god it's a chore oh my god all the crowds into a fun activity that achieves the right outcome but going about it a different way. A couple I know were students and they were sharing a flat and they kept fighting about normal things flatmates fight about and they decided again they were in a rut and whatever so two things one is he or she sits in the same spot all the time and don't even ask if the other person would like to sit there it happens to be more strategic to the TV the other thing is he watches this and the other one watches that and they argue about that. So to get at the right, one of them has an excellent sense of humour and very way out there. So what he did was rearrange the furniture <laughs> and cancel <laughs> the subscription to their uh, whatever provider it was. So they didn't have that. So they had to go out to watch a sports event. So they're watching it at the pub and therefore the different environment, not in the same chair, it's not even in the same position. So again, it wasn't really, actually it was a, from a financial perspective, it was a saving because they were able to have that beer each and or soft drink, whatever they drank, I don't know. And they didn't have to pay the subscription. And therefore, then met other people and they laughed about what they did. And so it just took them on to a nicer journey than the rut and the fighting. One of the best examples we've got of, of that moving yourself out of a, a routine job that you're not happy with, despite the fact that it might be paying you well, 
is the story that Josh relay Josh Hockley related to us in our 100th episode about his journey from being a very highly paid project manager yeah. into running his own business and not knowing where his clients were going to come from. Yeah. And the most important thing that he felt came out of that process was that he had the support of his partner, that they were able to talk about it, that she didn't put any obstacle in his way. She just said, well, we'll make it work. We'll, you know, you have to be happy, you have to be fulfilled. And what has happened out of that enthusiasm, that joint agreement to work towards that outcome is that they actually, within a very short space of time, managed to develop a successful enough business that supports them both in pursuing a goal that is outside of the standard. And they would not have been able to pursue their goals in the sporting world the way they have had he remained in that job because it was a, a stressful job, it was long hours, it was two hours away from home driving, so four hours travel every day as well as the job itself. So there would have been no time for training, no time for competitions, all of the things that they had identified individually were important to them that they wanted to pursue while they could. It's about looking at that broader picture, looking at the long-term goal that you're trying to, to reach and recognising that you don't have to stay in a routine position. It, that's not the only solution. And there are solutions. I think that's the main one, that there are various ones. As you can see, the excuse about time, money, effort, scared of change is really excuses you can find it it mightn't be the ultimate outcome like i'm bored and i want to go to tahiti for the weekend to i am bored but i want to do something different yeah. and be realistic about it and still meet your objective be brave yes. i think it's a word that we don't use very often in our individual lives but be brave i know that someone in our local community has had a health situation placed upon him that has meant that he has to be brave about facing life from now on because he, his approach to being able to do things physically has fundamentally changed. And so it's a bit of a catch cry for us locally about being brave, about doing the things that you would never consider doing because you're just too scared of doing them because one day you might just have to be brave. So be brave now while you can make yeah. the choice. And guess what? You might actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think we've, we've given you lots of suggestions about getting out of a rut, so we'll leave it there for today. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.